We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody and welcome back to another episode of no other pod this time the first hashtag victory pod after a road game for sporting kc this year i'm jimmy he's dan he's hot off coming back from nashville battle boxing over here bro what a time so uh how's it going my friend hey going good man going good just dropped my phone that's what that loud noise was (laughs) coming in with a bang dude i uh i'm literally you know just got home about an hour ago so yeah things are uh things good man recording on a monday here and uh knew we had to get this in because another game is on wednesday mm-hmm. you know it's important some scheduling conflicts for tuesday made that tough and obviously there's a, the game wednesday night against union omaha so we're going to talk about that and obviously we're going to talk about the uh the game in nashville and uh sporting kc handing yet another team their first loss in their new stadium. This is kind of uh, becoming a trend. This is like the ninth time they've done it, which is a little crazy. So, but uh, how how was uh, how was the trip to Nashville? The trip, man. That's the first time I've driven down there. And, okay. Uh, how do you feel about road trips? Do you like driving? I do like driving. I yeah. do like road trips. I've done many many road trips in my life. Uh, sure. When I was a kid. We used to do a road trip from LA to Portland three times a year because it was too expensive for us to fly, and that's about a thousand mile drive. So I've done How many that hours drive. Is that? Uh, well, it depends who's driving. <laughs> when I got into college and it was like my cousin and I doing it, we could make it in like 14 and a half, 15 hours. So that's insane. Like, I think I'm spent after like eight or nine. I did it once by myself from LA really? to Portland. I was a senior in high school. I left at six in the morning and I got to my aunt's house at like eight thirty nine at night. Good grief. Yeah. Just went all day. So. Well, it's rough. I, I will tell you, you know, pulling into the gas station, uh, an Escalade was pulling out before me Oof. and I saw they put $175 in their gas tank. God damn. Hey, I put like 50 in, so it's not uh, yeah. you know, a little ratio there, but road trips are fine and all right it's all about the company you have and mm-hmm. we went with another couple and they made it a lot of fun um which it it could have been the wrong people to have with us and it could have been a terrible time so I've, yeah it was nice i've been on a road trip with the wrong people and, and that's yeah. not fun and then i've been on a road trip with the right people and, and that's a blast so see it's funny right because we were we were driving home and like we weren't really talking anymore and i'm like well yeah because we just spent three days talking right like what else you need to talk about? <laughs> right. I think that's the thing that you kind of have to know about road trips is one, you got to look at the driving part as part of the experience. Sure. And then two, you have to be okay with no matter who you're with, a spouse, a sibling, best friend, acquaintances, whoever, you're not going to probably be talking the entire time and just be okay with listening to music or a podcast yeah. or whatever. And and that's, that's cool. But, totally. But I tell you, Nashville has uh, quite the vegan scene, my friend. Okay. There are some really good all vegan restaurants, which uh, we went to like like two a day. It was really good. Do they have like a, a vegan version of Nashville hot chicken? Oh, yeah. I had yeah. a couple of those. One was a little, uh, whew, a little spicy. A little spicy? 
And usually Nashville hot chicken is like not that spicy. It's not that hot. Good Nashville hot chicken is spicy. I guess so. Maybe I've had some bad stuff. You might you might have. But yeah. this was uh yeah, this one got me. I was like, okay. Need, uh... <laughs> can I uh, can I get a glass of milk? Yeah. How much for that oatmeal so, cream pie? So I I'm have? not vegan anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually not a dessert guy either, but I go on vacation and all of a sudden I'm like, give me that diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that <laughs> vegan milkshake. I don't even care. And now I'm back feeling bloated. Shirts are like tight on me. It's weird, man. Well, I'm going to be at Disney World soon, so I will be joining you. Yeah, that's it's, true. Uh, it's it's going to be just a, a, a series of terrible food decisions. And you just can't beat yourself up about it. You got to just, no. you know, figure it out. I'll tell you, I have a little, have a little leg problem, my friend. I think I'm mm. going to have to get it chopped off. Oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> I said that so seriously. No, I do. I got to go see someone tomorrow about it, though. It's not great. <laughs> but in no. all seriousness, my life In is all not seriousness, <laughs> whatever is easiest, just take it. Take it off. Well, uh, I'm glad that you got to go. You picked a good one to go to. We're going to talk picked about that a in a good minute. one. Were you, were you optimistic about this? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Even to the very end. Like Nat, so we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm getting excited. Let's. Well, what you got more stuff to talk about? Uh, well, so I wanted to open because you had that experience, but you had another experience this week. You were okay. someplace that I was not able to go to, and I'm a little jealous after the fact. You were Pittsburgh, down, Kansas. Uh, yes, that one. <laughs> you were down at Power and Light on ah. Thursday when they made the announcement that Kansas City is one of the 11 United States cities to be a host city for the 2026 Men's World Cup. How did I forget? It's been such a whirlwind. I forgot that <laughs> that even happened. That happened. It's a big deal. That is a big deal. That's cool. So what was it like to be down there in the, I mean, I've seen the videos. It seems amazing, but this, it seemed like the second the letter K came out of her mouth, the whole place went crazy. Well, the whole place went crazy when they announced like all the teams first. Like, yeah. I think people thought they were announcing the teams. It wasn't clear. The cities? They're announcing the cities, yeah. yeah. I thought that so, too because suddenly they're like, and now the you know like we're gonna go to so and so for to announce the host cities, yeah. And they just started putting cities' names up, and Kansas City was one of the earlier ones they put on. And I was like, wait, hold on, is this it? Because this is very anticlimactic. Yeah. And Everyone then I realized, cheered. oh no, they just put all of them up, but it was not clear at all. Well, we didn't know because we couldn't really hear everything. It wasn't like that clear, you know. Right. But it, I'll tell you, getting there. I parked and it was like, oh, it's time. It's happening. Yeah. I had to get to the streetcar, but I had to pee, dude, because we just drove back a couple <laughs> hours from a funeral uh, from out of state or out of city. And it, uh, uh, we had to go pee in the river market and, <laughs> and we're coming out. And that streetcar is, is right there on the side of the road. It's about ready to turn into the stop. Oh, and man. I see Marissa looking at the car and I just swoop her up. I go, you want to do this? And she goes, is your leg feeling okay? And I'm like, I guess we'll find out. And we just go jogging. I imagine you picking her up and just carrying her yeah. perpendicular to you as you're running. Dude. It felt like Chicago again. Did you and I ever chase down a bus or a, or yeah, a train or anything so. yeah. to hope we'd get it in time? Yeah, That's what it felt like. Once we got on and then we got there in time, We it, it was so hot, dude. Oh it was God. like I was pouring sweat mm -hmm. it was embarrassing saw our good friend brennan by the way he found you me. Go. uh he Shout came out to talk brennan. to us for a little bit uh he works for the club cliff cliff illig came up and we were like give brennan a raise you know <laughs> <laughs> but no the announcement was uh just being there taking some pictures uh maybe katie was like stick around uh we're gonna have some dignitaries come up and i was like what the fuck is a dignitary uh <laughs> The mayor of Kansas City. Apparently, that's what that means. I don't yeah. know why you didn't just say that the mayor and the, the owner of the Chiefs are coming up. Like you said, dignitaries. I was like, well, better stick around for that. I'm not <laughs> sure what that is. Sounds important. But, yeah, but we did for the most part. We stuck around and uh, very cool, man. It's part of history, right? Just to this just is, have that happen. Yeah, this is incredible. And obviously, Kansas City is my adopted home. My 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 actual home where i was born is los angeles and la got picked as well um so that's pretty cool too but i think it was i kind of had a feeling based on some things that i'd seen that kansas city was probably going to get picked i kind of thought that like okay well really there's like th three or four kind of midwestern cities there's denver there's nashville 
which isn't really Midwestern. That's really more Southern. Uh, there's Cincinnati and there's Kansas City. But Cincinnati, I was thinking, well, okay, obviously they're going to pick New York. They're probably going to pick Toronto. They're going to pick another one or two from the, the Northeast. That's relatively close to there. And then Denver, I was like, maybe, but Kansas City's really the only one that's sort of like in the heart of the country. And I really was like, it'd be real, real crappy if FIFA did not select a single Midwestern city to make it so that people from our region could go to a game easily. But when you look at, and it was Josh Briscoe who tweeted this out, a map, and, and, and you look at the cities that were selected in the United States to host a 2026 game, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas, Houston, Miami, Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York, Boston. These are heavy hitters of cities. These are the cities that if you ask somebody, name 10 random cities in the United States, it's probably those 10 or, or you know, eight of those are in there somewhere. Maybe DC's in there. That's like the only one that's not in there. And then Kansas yeah. City right there with them. This is a big deal for Kansas City, and it's really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Really thought Nashville would get it, and so did a lot of other <laughs> important soccer people. Like, this yeah. was real. People thought Nashville would get it done. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are some people who are kind of bummed at the Boston selection because it's right there by New York, and Boston didn't True. do a ton to really promote their bid. But I think Robert Kraft was on sort of the 2026 um, selection committee or, or something huh. when he, he was trying to – be uh, he, he was a member of the team that tried to get the bid awarded to us canada and mexico so it's not necessarily surprising but there was a part of me that was surprised they picked two texas cities i thought maybe they picked one yeah that is a little surprising but i mean houston dallas miami i mean those aren't very far flights from mexico city so i mean it's it's understandable why they would do that too you have to think this is something that may or may not ever happen again in our lifetime. We don't know. We don't know. At least Very not well in our be. city. Could right. it be in the U.S. again in our lifetime? Sure. Probably. But maybe not Kansas City. I think there's a good chance that, you know, another time or so in our life it'll be back in the U.S. But you're 100% correct. Being your city as a host city, especially in a town the size of Kansas City, the smallest yeah. city that was picked out of all of the U.S. cities, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity it was really cool to see Patrick Mahomes up there giving the little shout-out video to Kansas City, especially when it's like, oh, we get Patrick Mahomes, and then Atlanta just gets Brad Guzan. And I'm like, well, you get, he's not going to be your backup goalkeeper. He did. So. He did get the Guzan. <laughs> no, Marissa asked me, she goes, who do you think will speak for Kansas City? And I go, well, football Jesus. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. And she, like, rolled her eyes. She's like, yeah, of course. I don't know why I asked that. Of course it, it is. <laughs> It's just, it, it's so cool. And it's funny that they tried to say, oh, you know, we the, the we didn't know for sure until Wednesday night or even, even Thursday morning who we were going to pick. And I'm like, that's not true. You had all, I mean, unless you had somebody film a, a video for every single city, which I doubt, you knew exactly who was, who you were picking. That's true. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It could have been, you know, spur of the moment. And Mahomes is like, I got to get my jersey on real quick. <laughs> I got to get <laughs> I a gotta jersey record this. and a green screen. This is live. It says it in the corner of the screen. It's live. Live. That's oh. how you know it's real. Uh, DC didn't get picked, which was kind of interesting, but That's also... sad for them and their party they threw. Well, yeah, that looked very depressing. But it's weird because there wasn't actually going to be a game played in DC. It was a joint bid with Baltimore because there's no stadium good enough that's the proper size in actual Washington, DC. So they were going to have the game in Baltimore and a fan fest in DC. And everything I've read still says there's going to be a fan fest in D.C. So it's not like D.C. actually gets any less than what they were going to get anyways. So, Very true. It, you know, I, I know there are some people, you know, Pablo Moore out there from The Athletic who are pretty upset. But I just, I can't, it's still like a pinch me moment. And I'm not even somebody who was born and raised here. Like, so I can't imagine as somebody who, you know, grew up a soccer fan in Kansas City or whatnot who, you know, how the like there are people literally in tears true i mean and and don't even like don't let me in with that i didn't really grow up a soccer fan but i i did grow up, up in here. topeka kansas and yeah. you know right down the road so you absolutely. see st louis trying to claim this as a victory for themselves yeah come on down the road and we'll uh we'll host you 
<laughs> yeah, it was just so like they, they it's this is going to be the thing and it's going to be annoying cuz this is what they're going to do they're going to be like, "Oh, so happy as as the team who actually plays in the, in the state where where the World Cup will be. We're we're really glad to welcome them to our state." And I'm like this is a dumber version of the like LAFC LA Galaxy argument when they're like, "Oh, you don't actually play in LA. You play in Carson, which is 5 minutes outside of the city of LA even though it's in LA County." And it's like, "This why are we doing this?" <laughs> This is really dumb. St. Louis, you're four hours away. So, <laughs> anywho, I'll stop fighting with St. Louis fans. But well, you <laughs> I've I've been known to pick fights with with fans of other teams before. Uh, but I don't know, man. I'm just I'm so pumped. I'm really excited. Obviously, we're gonna try to go to a game, right? If we don't have to pay eight thousand dollars or give up our you know the mortgage to our house to be able to afford tickets. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Maybe seven thousand. Uh, no, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a little rough, right? But yeah, the plan is to, you know, start that savings account, right? It's. I mean, even if I go to like, I don't know, Iran versus Cutter, or so like a random team versus random team. Cutter probably won't qualify since they, you know, aren't going to be hosting. But just give me random teams, just to be like, I went to a World Cup game. Pretty yeah. cool. Oh, absolutely. I don't really care who it is. It's, uh, you know, it, it needs to be seen. It needs to, it needs to happen. Imagine how much tickets will be going for if the U S men's national team plays a game in Kansas city. Uh, that can't happen. Right. Like how, how are they? I don't know. Long ways away to be talking right. about stuff like that, but I don't think they're going to give us one of those games. I think those are going to be LA and New York, Miami. Yeah. With Pulisic being from Philly, wouldn't Philly. it be cool if he played in Philly? Philly will probably get one. That'd be neat. Yeah. So will they not play all their group stage games in one place? I don't know. I don't remember okay. how it happened in Brazil or Russia because those are other two other big countries, and and I think they traveled some. See, I don't know those cities that are where they played at, so it's like I didn't pay attention. You know. I just I remember in Brazil, I think it was ESPN with the rights at the time did a pretty good job like showing on maps like okay this is where they played here and then they flew here and like showing like the miles traveled or whatnot which you know again a big country but it's not the United States I mean flying from LA to New York is what a five hour flight like 3,000 miles that's farther than some you know English soccer teams travel in an entire season yeah that's a little rough <laughs> so it's it's a big country. It's a long way, and and then you you add in Vancouver and Toronto, and then Guadalajara and Monterey and Mexico City. There's gonna be a lot of traveling. Are you wearing a tourism shirt right now? I am not. I'm wearing a Charlie Hustle shirt, but it is for the Kansas City Zoo. Gotcha. It, it looks like <laughs> as we're talking about the World Cup, and I was like, Jesus, are you gonna be greeting people from outside the world? Like, welcome, well, welcome. I work. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Kansas City. Welcome to my city. <laughs> I mean, it is funny because there's, I forget, it's a tweet I've seen, but it's kind of a meme where it's like, Kansas City is the only place where the residents dress like tourists because we all wear our, like, I love Kansas City shirts or whatever. And it's like, you don't go to Manhattan and people are wearing I Heart New York shirts. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm pumped, man. I'm so excited that Kansas City got this. It's really cool. So. Absolutely. Pretty cool that you got to, uh, got to go and, and, and visit the announcement at power and light just overall a really cool experience yeah that was a last minute thing man we we weren't gonna originally make it and uh we we're just like well, i want to do it we, we thought we thought the catholic funeral would be more catholic you know a few more hours <laughs> but, sorry catholics but y'all got some long services yeah they do i just love when they're like hey turn to him 341 i'm like oh yeah baby time for star search and i just stand <laughs> i stand up and i just belt those pipes man all the old ladies in front of me are like what a sweet voice i'm like i know and they, <laughs> the man behind me is like you're making me look bad and i'm like yeah get your I shit know. together oh my god and then oh best part by the way you're gonna love this you're not catholic are you no so they did communion <laughs> and i was like sweet snack time I'm worried about the condition of the Lord though. Like, is it, is it stale today? Is it fresh? What's it, what's it taste like? Is it a cracker? Is it bread? I don't know. Yeah. But he goes, if you're not Catholic or what, don't want communion, make this symbol. Mm -hmm. And he's doing the black Panther salute, and he <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. And I'm like, well, now I'm interested in going up there. He said, do this symbol to receive a special blessing. 
I hear special blessing. I'm like, well, now I'm very intrigued. Like, like, I got to get a special blessing. How special is this blessing? <laughs> like I'm very, I sound like I'm doing a stand-up routine, but this is absolutely what happened. And long story short, I didn't go up and I kind of wish I would have. Oh, First of all, I would have been like, a special blessing. I would have been like, well, kind of forever. <laughs> how special we talking father also why are you a young priest i feel like priests should be old i like my priests old is that weird well maybe they all are in prison for doing whoa terrible things. whoa my goodness I, I went on this trip i went on this nashville trip a guy with the dude was a old catholic guy but not anymore he was an altar boy and i go man eh, many jokes there i'll let him go <laughs> yeah probably good I, I won't get into it but i'm sure there's some jokes there <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a thing. And I learned that the hard way too, where if you're not Catholic, you can't take communion. And the church I grew up to, it's like, I don't care who are Wait, you. Come off the street. Take what do you communion. mean you can't? What's going to happen? It's against Catholic rule. What I if, don't know. Oh, dude. The Pope will come know? to your house and take it back. He'll get me? Yeah. Roll up in his Pope mobile? <laughs> <laughs> just reach down in there and grab it back? Oh, my God. Yeah, No, you're not supposed just... to take Catholic communion if you're not Catholic. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I mean, they don't. It's not like you have to show your Catholic card. <laughs> I gotta prove that special tattoo you have on your right. on your ring finger or something. Right. You know? Yeah. So I mean, you can go up and you can take it, but it's just you're not supposed to if you're not Catholic. What if I took it and then I was like, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Then they throw you into Catholic jail. <laughs> they throw me into one of those boxes just back there for confession. Yeah. And, and it's not there. a confessional. It's the hot box, like in prison. <laughs> and they're trying to box me out. That's right. So, anywho. Well, let's uh, let's move on to this Nashville game, because there's a lot to talk about here. There's, there's a lot of craziness that happened. Um, oh, my Lord. But you Where said, do you even start? And I think they said on the broadcast, although I missed it, but you told me that you think there are about 1,000 SKC fans there, right? I, someone said that somewhere. I don't know okay. if they said it on the broadcast or where, but... Um, can we just start about how great the stadium is? Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but then to double down on that and say how shitty their concessions are Ooh. and not even, not even just as a non meat eater, like, yes, it was <laughs> shitty for me, but I expect that, but I put myself in meat eaters shoes and it was shitty for them. Everything had like the same thing. And they're like, sitting here wondering why they didn't get the world cup, bro. All these concession stands were like named differently, like world travels or, the, the ranch or something, you know, <laughs> and, and you, you go up there and it's like, well, would you like a hot dog hamburger or Bavarian pretzel? And I'm like, what the, that's it. You're like well, I'm guess... a world traveler and the only option is the Bavarian pretzel. Right. And the, and their beer, of course, there's just like one beer, like similar to sporting. You have a yeah. contract with that. Right. And you know, their pretzels. No. Have you seen sporting's pretzels? Mm -hmm. Humongous. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like, dude, size of your chest. Giant you know? pretzel. Yeah. These were not giant. And I was like, what the hell you want me to do with this? This I'm is supposed not a to Bavarian pretzel. I hope we smash your team today. Like, that's what I hope. That's real. That's a real bummer because Nashville has some good food. Right. They failed in the stadium when it comes to concessions. Just flat out failed. Guess they put too much money into having two creepy mascots. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like the optics of it do look cool. Like the stadium seats, all the different, the Nashville colors and whatnot. Yeah. So it, it does look like a cool stadium that I'm jealous. A little industrial. To to. It's kind of an industrial area, but slash residential as well. I was going to ask, is where is it? Not legit. How far is it from like Broadway Street and like the Titan oh, Stadium? It's not downtown at all. It's like anywhere from 12 to 16 minutes away, like driving. That's less than ideal. Yeah, it's not downtown. I uh, mean, SKC Stadium is obviously not downtown either, but there's right. stuff around to do. Sure. Uh, there's nothing around to do, to my knowledge. Uh, hmm. There's a bar called Santa's Pub that I saw. I thought that was neat. Very Christmas of them. But it, <laughs> parking i was like dude everything was 20 bucks and people were like hey use our use our driveway for 20 bucks and we just we just found some apartment complex uh about three quarters of a mile from the stadium and just walked yeah yeah okay. so it was not the end of the world but i hated leaving my car there you know with sporting license plates on there oh, no. and like oh bitch we gotta get this shit gonna get key it's yeah. gonna get keyed by the time i get back that's like that was my same complaint when the fire played at their stadium in Bridgeview, Motorola yeah. Park or whatever it was called. I don't even remember what it was called. But like StubHub or something. There's nothing around there. Yeah. And they charge twenty bucks to park in a gravel parking yeah. lot. Yeah. 
and I'm just like, this sucks. Why are we doing this? It's it's the stadium's great. Everything around it felt a little tough. But then again, you got to think they allow 10,000 more people in than sporting does because it seats 10,000 more people. So and they did. It was at like 29 something. Mm -hmm. So uh, and it felt it, too, man, because when they were mad, you heard them when they were stunned. It was you could hear crickets. Yeah. It was and there crazy. Were, there were a couple times where they were mad. <laughs> then there was times when there was crickets and you could hear us. You yeah. could hear our fans cheering. It was great. See any fights? Fan fights? Yeah. Uh, No, not this time. Someone, okay. after the game, by the way, uh, someone did yell up at the supporters group. This was not even, no one instigated this man. He just felt like he <laughs> needed to say something to us. And he just goes, I'd say see you in the playoffs, but you're at the bottom of the table. And like, no one asked your opinion, bro. But I was just like, that's fair. That's a fair statement to make. Okay. We'll see where we are at the end of the season. I was like, you know, not bottom anymore now, technically. So fuck yourself. Four (laughs) points off the playoff line, but you know. But I was just like, all right. And and then, oh, oh, this woman behind me goes, well, we still beat you. And I was like, oh, shit, she did it. She said it. See, that's the thing. You got to know. Got him. You got to know that just like at that point, they'll just like, let it go. Just like, Oh no, I thought it was a great rebuttal. I mean, I mean, he, he had nothing else to say to that. He's I mean, like, yeah, well, that's fair I mean, too. You can do the scoreboard thing, but like, just, just walk out. I'm a, I'm much more of the mindset. Act like you've been there before. Well, like, yeah, we're, sure. Sporting Kansas city is supposed to beat Nashville. Like that yeah. in just in the larger scheme of things, I would say, who should win more often than not? SKC or Nashville? Should be SKC. So I don't want to be that type of like. It's like whenever USC football wins now, these kids these days. I'm gonna be old man yelling in a cloud for a second. <laughs> these kids. And I'm just like they're storming the field after beating like eight and four Arizona State, and I'm like, <laughs> bitch. Like That's, back in my day, we were beating Arkansas seventy to seven and, and going undefeated and winning champion. We weren't oh storming the field God. after beating Arizona State. Back in my day, we put our socks on, <laughs> pulled our boots up, and won gold trophies. I just, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, 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 SKC will get back to where they need to be. Maybe even this season. Who knows? I'm no. not giving up on the season yet. And Peter Vermees isn't giving up on this season either, for all you fire He's Vermees not. people. But they, they also, they held us back after the game, by the way, because I don't know. We're going to get murdered by Nashville fans? I don't know. Got to yeah. hold us back. But, Taylor Swift might be there. Yeah, but people bailed out. People left. People were like, "Well, I don't want to be held. This feels, this feels like I'm trapped. Like I don't like that." They did so that we, to us in Chicago too. Yeah, remember that? They, yeah, yeah. But they and were some actually people having just go. Some people just leave. In Chicago, people were actually threatening us, mainly ten year olds. Yes, we did get ten year olds uh, trying to fight us. Uh, but then the fan, uh, then the players did come. Like, remember Kyrie came like into the crowd to mm-hmm. see a friend or something. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that here because we were up on the second level. But it was. Uh, I get why they do it, but I'm like. I don't like the whole mindset of people telling me what to do. Right. And I'm like, you're trying to tell me I can't leave? Like, that's unsafe. I feel unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel trapped. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I have a long walk ahead of me. Arthritis is kicking in. Time to go. <laughs> if you look at the lineup that Sporting KC had out, this was closer to the first choice lineup, all things considered, given the injuries. We know that obviously there's no Gotti Kinda. We know there's no Alan Polito, but we had Daniel Shallowy back. We had Kyrie Shelton. Starting again from injury, which, you know, people will debate whether that's first choice or not, but he was there. Johnny Russell. The midfield was Felipe Hernandez, Cam Duke, and Remy Voltaire. And then the back line was the original back line that started the season of Logan and Denbe, Andre Ufantas, Isi, and Graham Zusi. So this felt a little more like what Sporting Casey had to start the year. And that was good to see, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was good. Nashville had a couple of players that, you know, they were missing, obviously. Um, their forward, uh, Ake Arnaud Loba, he had been injured for a while, so he was missing. Um, you know, Randall Leal didn't start. Walker Zimmerman wasn't there. So this was not full-strength Nashville. But this was, was still... questionable, right, Zimmerman? I think so, yeah. And he wasn't in the the team selection. But... We they caught him at a good time. CJ Sapong, former Sporting KC player, uh, Alex Mule. He's he's a pretty decent player. So you know Daniel Lovitz. This is this was still a formidable side. Haney Mukhtar, um, and for the first I don't know, however many minutes 
um, 20, well, I guess it was like 25, 30 minutes. Um, it seemed relatively even. Nobody was really actually getting many chances on goal that I could see. In fact, if you look at the XG for the game as a whole, both teams had an XG under one. But then, 41st minute, Sporting KC has a set piece from distance. Felipe Hernandez, who has become our set piece guy and our corner guy, and he's pretty good at it, steps up to fire a, a ball in, and it's a dangerous ball into the box right about at the six-yard line looking for somebody to get ahead to it. Nobody did, but I'm not really sure what happened. I don't know if Joe Willis lost it in the air. I don't know if he expected somebody to try to head it or, or get a deflection on it or what. It bounces directly next to him and just goes right into the back of the net, and suddenly it's 1-0 Sporting KC and kind of a fluke goal. Yeah, that like that was a blink-and-you-miss-it moment, right? You didn't think anything of it, and it goes in. It's like, whoa. Um, it, it was, dude, such a such a good time being there, and everyone was so excited, and uh, we were there pretty early, so we were kind of right up, uh, right up in the front there. But, um, dude, I also saw a lot of people that are fans of the podcast, man. Oh, yeah? I'm not even like... I'm not even BSing, dude. Like, it's just so cool to meet people that care about what we're doing, I guess. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say we're doing some big, <laughs> you know, some big, you know, selfless thing for the world. But uh, met a man at a coffee shop, dude. Random coffee shop downtown. I, I went from my hotel to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio. Okay. Thought he said Coolio at first. And I was like, <laughs> either way, great name, no matter how you spell it, whatever uh julio i believe and then i saw uh, my bathroom buddy whose name escapes me right now and it's freaking driving me nuts it's bathroom buddy and then our our dude uh ruben gonzalez who's always uh asking questions and stuff and there you uh, go being featured on the pod so just overall great time man that's uh, awesome yeah good people we got good people always love seeing the fans so appreciate that um i will say before we move on from this goal i think what joe willis probably got confused at is I think he thought Andre Fontes might make an attempt to get a head onto it, and it was probably a little too far away from Fontes, but he saw Fontes running toward it, sort of with a free header, and uh, yeah, there was no way he was getting to it, so just total error by, by Joe Willis. Um, so we go into the halftime break, and it's 1-0 Sporting KC. I knew that the game was not going to end 1-0, and I was like, okay, we desperately need a second goal if we have any hope of at least getting a result out of this. But um, I was cautiously optimistic at halftime, uh, if not confident. But how are you feeling going in with a 1-0 lead? Dude, there's no optimism at all. It was just cautious. You're cautiously optimistic. And by the way, I see you drinking seltzer water, had mm-hmm. my first Topo, Topo Chico, and uh, you were telling me about that. And it is the champagne Oh my god! Isn't it the best? Uh, my wife wasn't a huge fan, and I said that's fine. We can buy them, and it's all for me. It's um, the best. Brittany's yeah, yeah. not a huge fan either, but I'm just like mm. it's the maybe it's not the for most the ladies. Effervescent of the seltzer waters. <laughs> I felt like I could be drinking it at a at a party, and everyone else has beer. Right? Like, exactly. I'm drinking seltzer water. It's got that nice it, glass bottle, and and it's just yeah. the bubbly. Oh, it's so good. It's like the Miller High Life of seltzer water. <laughs> it's so. I told you. I'm 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 all about the Topo Chico. Yeah. So good. But at halftime, <laughs> no, you're not optimistic. You're not optimistic at halftime. I wasn't optimistic till the very end of this game, dude, till the final whistle blew. <laughs> By the way, Nashville people were leaving while their team's down 2-1 and continuing to attack the goal. And I'm like, do they not have any faith in their team or do they not know who they're playing here? Because, like, they need to tune in. Shit's about to go down. Right. It would be the most sporting thing to give up a goal you know, two minutes past when the game was yeah. supposed to have ended because they went way past the eight-minute mark. Like, you think this is over? Clearly a lot of dads, like, going into the game being like, well, you want to leave about – you know, already talking about leaving early. <laughs> talking before they even get into the stadium. Yes, they the do 80th that. minute, you want to head out? You want to beat parking? Calm down. It's like There's no beating parking. It Geico was crazy. or whatever. Progressive, whichever one it is. The progressive, yeah. yeah. Don't become your parents. <laughs> We've all done that. So, well, yeah, I'm, you know, like I said, I was cautiously optimistic. There wasn't a ton of offense at that point. So I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe they're going to bring on some of their, their offensive uh, subs off the bench, which they did. Um, but Remy was getting a little beat up. You know, he was grabbing his ankle again, you know, at times. And I was, that was something that had me a little concerned. How does he play? How does he get in this game when he comes to the autograph signing last Sunday in a boot? How's that man on the field when he's on a boot, when he's in a boot? 
I mean, I don't think he was nearly 100%. I mean, there was one time where I thought he was going to have to get subbed off. I forget who it was, but he, he got him in the ankle and he stayed down and he was holding his ankle and looked at the ref like, come on, man. What are you yeah. doing? So, but overall, you know, relatively impressed. And then we get to the start of the second half. Graham Zusi gets a ball, 51st minute, out in space, top right corner of the box, I guess, if you're uh, on the Sporting KC side. And whenever he gets the ball around here, I always stand up out of my seat a little bit. Because I'm like, this is where he can cut in on that left foot. And he's got, he doesn't do it that often anymore. But he's got the quality. You never really know when he's going to take a strike. And they were, nobody was closing down on him. And this is one of those things when Nashville goes back and watches the film. This is just an inexperienced team with, that clearly doesn't know who Graham Zussi is or what his talents are. Because they are actively backing off of him yeah. from the top corner. And he had probably 9, 10, 11 yards of space. And so he's like, okay. And just perfect strike. Launches it from the top left of the yeah. corner into the top left corner of the net. And I don't know if you've gone back and watched, I doubt it at this point, the replay of um, the game or if you've heard, heard oh, Nate's call. I've watched the highlights. I thought Nate was going to pull it out. I thought Nate, because Nate goes, Graham Zussi. And I was like, he's going to say it. He's gonna, and then he yeah. said something like, from distance. And I was like, he wanted to say it. Graham Zussi, but because I'm on FS1, it's from distance. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that he so desperately wanted to say, Graham Zussi for president. Wow. I mean, but, it was it was fantastic, man. Really cool. I mean, Zussi was like, uh, okay, you're going to give me all this space. You will respect me. Right. <laughs> like, I might be 34 or whatever I am, but like, I'm still Graham yeah. Zussi. I still have a leg. I'm going to bury it from here. You have who? Joe Willis? Okay. <laughs> it's just like every angle, it's just amazing how it's like a perfect triangle where it's just like there's a force field around Graham Zussi. And for whatever reason, the Nashville defenders are like, can't get too close. Insane. Dude, that dagger, it was so quiet in that stadium. It was so quiet. And yeah. we all cheered and all the fans just looked disgusted. <laughs> you know? I mean, because, dude, they hadn't lost. In 25 home games. Now, they've only mm-hmm. played like five at this stadium. But, like, th- that counts all their other home games where they were playing, you know? Right. Right. Oh, man. And I don't know how much they know things, really. Because someone in downtown, they were like, oh, yeah, they, uh, you know, we like going to those games over at the Nissan Field or whatever. I'm like, no, they, they don't play at Nissan Field now. And they're like, oh, really? And, you know, it's like, oh, you don't <laughs> know this. Okay. So either you you know you haven't paid attention or you're just casual or whatever, but it's definitely not common knowledge for everyone that they got a new stadium. No, it's for some of the towns like that where they have these newer teams. Like, I feel like they have a very concentrated and passionate group of fans. Like, so you're going to get thirty thousand out to out to every game or whatnot. But it doesn't seem like it's. And this is part of the problem with these newer teams expansion teams now nashville's not maybe not the best example of this because they were obviously around before just they joined mls but charlotte maybe like they have their passionate fan base but does the average charlotte citizen know anything about charlotte fc do they know where they play like they have christian mccaffrey come on down and does christian mccaffrey even know what's going on or did somebody was like hey (laughs) your owner also owns this team so come on down to the stadium for a day right but I don't know. It's uh, I was feeling pretty good after that second goal, but I was like, there's still, man, 40 Lots minutes is a time. lot of time. A lot of time. And but 63- great, great to come out of the half freaking firing like that, dude. Like that Absolutely. scoring before the half and scoring after the half mm-hmm. is so important sometimes, dude. Those Perfect. are so such critical momentum uh, modes, you know. Especially for SKC, who's been known to give up goals or get red cards or something in the first five right. minutes of yeah. the second half. You know, those are crucial, crucial moments of the game. Dude, we were getting our, our uh, you know, we, we get a scarf after every match. Not during the match. A little superstitious about that. Mm-hmm. We'll grab a scarf after the match from the opposing team. And we're in line and someone behind us is probably, you know, on the phone with his grandma or whatever. He's like, no, grandma, I think the referees screwed us today. You know, it was, <laughs> dude, it was all about the referees. And I, I swear to God, I just went, ha! Like I, just, I couldn't even, I couldn't stifle the laugh. I was just like this, this guy behind me. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and Marissa was... goes, "Did you hear that guy?" I said, "Oh yeah, he's he's crying." <laughs> it 
It was, uh, you know, and, and I think this is what some people say about Peter Vermees when he's complaining about the refs after the game. Now, I don't think that the ref, people will say I'm biased, I don't think the ref was terrible in this game. He gave the penalty, which I actually don't think was a penalty. I would. I, I think that Alex Meal was going down way too early, and I think Peter yeah. said the same thing. He did. Uh, but then we'll talk about what ensued there and the hilarity that happened moments after that penalty was yeah. awarded in, in just a minute. Uh, but first, before we get there, 63rd minute, Cam Duke has the ball. And look, Cam Duke was great most of the game. I love Cam Duke's speed. I love what he brings to the game. This was probably Cam Duke's worst moment, maybe on the field as a Sporting KC player. Definitely this year. He has the ball. He's tracking back. He kind of tries a cross-field switch headed backwards. And I think he couldn't decide. Almost it seemed like, did I want to send it to uh, EC? Or did I want to send it all the way to the other side of the field? And he kind of just hits it in between two sporting players. And it goes immediately right to a Nashville player. Uh, I think it was CJ Sapong. Uh, in stride, and then it becomes a two-on-one. Sapong and Mukhtar uh, in front of EC. Uh, Mukhtar puts it on frame. Melia can't get it. Uh, it spills back into the front of the net, and it all kind of happened in slow motion. And then Ake Lobo was there for cleanup duty, and Melia, to his credit, laid out to try to get it again and almost got there, but couldn't. And the second that that ball hit the back of the net, Remy Voltaire turned around and screamed his head off in the direction of Cam Duke. Did he really? He was not happy. Shit. Yeah. Well, and even Peter in the post game was like, you know, Cam gave that away, and I know he's real upset about it, but he's been playing really well. And it's like, you know, he can't dwell on that. And for Remy to, oh god, I, I, I wish I would have seen that. And I'm sad because for Remy to yell at him like that, it's like, come on, you don't think he's yelling at himself? I think he, be, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he is, but I think he, he was like, D- we cannot do a back pass like that. Like if you're going to oh, pass and Cam's it- like, really, really? We cannot because I think I just proved I cannot. I should not. <laughs> Cause I think I, now I know why. Yeah. yeah thanks I mean- Remy. You know, any other captain obvious bullshit you want to tell me? <laughs> God, go get back in your boot. I'd be mad. I just hate that when people tell me, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, you think I meant to like it happens. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I get it, though. I think there's something to be said for some of the older players being like, People make on. bad passes like, all the time. How come Remy's not How come Remy's not scoring? Remy, you've been sco- you scored at the beginning of the season or whatever it was. <laughs> Why aren't you scoring anymore? Like, I mean, right? it's, not, it's not totally his position to be scoring. No, it is. It is. You made it yours uh, in the beginning stages, and now you want to yell at my boy Cam? Do not yell. I'm a baby Cam. I, tw- I swear to God. <laughs> I, think, I think it's okay for older players to be like, hey, come on. Like, get get with it. Like, what are we doing? He didn't stay on him. It wasn't like he berated him for a long period of time, but it was just like, come on, man. Like, we can't do that. And Cam knows, and the rest of the team knows, and, and so I, I think it's fine. Um, and I also think there, there's probably a part of Remy that's like, okay, we haven't won on the road all year. We have a 2-0 lead in the 62nd minute. Like, we're dead last in this table. We need these three points. And then to give up a cheap goal like that, I'm sure yeah. is infuriating. And that's the type of... of, of self-inflicted wounds that sporting casey have been doing all year yeah so sure but it didn't matter in the end it didn't matter it didn't ultimately no it almost mattered it almost mattered because there was a, a couple of penalty shots that that nashville had i think you know it was 80 early 80s or, or whatnot um they were uh they actually put the ball in the back of the net in the 86th minute i think it was um or 85th minute and I definitely thought that, okay, that's it. Sporting KC have given up their chance at a full three points. But Haney Mukhtar was flagged for being offside. Uh, SKC was, was spared by the offside flag. Uh, and then just a couple minutes later, though, Alex Mule going down. Logan and Denbe. here's what I'll say. I don't think it was the best challenge from Logan and Denbe because he's coming from behind. He sticks his leg out. It's a risky challenge. If you watch the replay, Alex Mule is going down very clearly before there's contact. It's not even close. And they, I think, reviewed it and ultimately decided that there wasn't enough to overturn the call on the field in terms of the contact on the play. Because it looked like he was holding it there for a second and then pointed back to the spot and said, go with it. Yeah. And that's where it got interesting. That's where because it got that's, a when, fun. that's when Roger Espinoza 
I don't see how it started because they didn't show it on camera. They cut down and Roger's just like kind of going crazy. And someone even texted me, who's a friend of mine who's not an SKC fan, just like, what the hell is Roger doing? And he was like, if I were the ref, I'd send him off. Like, what is happening? I was like, well, he just got a yellow. I don't know if it's just mind games or what. And then suddenly the ref's like, hold on, they're reviewing something else. And I was like, oh my God, did Roger know what he... Roger, this just might work. And then he does the, the VAR sign and he goes over there and he's reviewing it for a while. And then this is the worst. And this is when I'm like, refs, you got to get over yourselves. This is not the ref show here. He reviews it, runs all the way back toward the penalty spot as like a casual jog. You got 30,000 plus people who are all staring <laughs> at you. You're the one person who knows what's about to happen. You're just like, I'm just going to slowly trot. All the way over. I'm not going to give any any indication of what I'm about to do until I get all the way the hell over to where I eventually stop. And then I'm going to make my little VAR signal and then be like, okay, no penalty. I'm like, you could have done that at the screen. I think I'm going to, if I'm a ref, I'm going to do that midfield, like away from the players. Right. I'm just going to go like that and then be like, sporting, go ahead and kick. Right. Because then Nashville players are going to flood me and I'll be like, no, no, I said sporting ball. Go. Here we go. We play it's on. just... It's always bugged me about refs when they have like people like you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're like, nope, I'm going to run all the way across the damn field before I let anybody know what I'm thinking. Oh, man. Hey, I will say they put the visiting fans in the shade, man. Yeah. It was a shady uh, environment for us and you couldn't have asked for a better better day as far as yeah. weather goes because it was hot. Well, I'm glad that's good because, yeah, it's it's been hot everywhere. So, yeah. Um, but I could not believe <laughs> – that what Roger well, did worked. The ball wasn't on the penalty spot, right? That's what he was saying. Now, we had a question from somebody who said, you have to tell me who it is, because they said, uh, what was it? Do you think Roger knew what he was doing, or was he absolutely yeah, doing the from, penalty spot? It's B. Schwartz now is the Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah. Okay, is that what he said? Yeah, do you think, uh, it might be a she, I can't tell. Oh. Uh, the picture is is appears to be a she. So. My bad. Oh, you're right, yep, yep, yep. They, um, how about this? They, they said this. They. There you go. Let's get with do you this think, fucking program. <laughs> do you think <laughs> Roger really knew what he was doing during the PK, or was he just being a shit? I think he was intentionally being a shit, but I think he knew what he was doing and was being a shit on purpose to give it time because he knew one of two things. Either they were going to continue to review it, or at least I'm just getting in their head. But I don't think he was just being a shit. Like, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. God, can we... Dude, can we call Patrick and get something going on? Like, can we, dude, when do you, you're going to leave town soon. Let's like, let's try to set up an interview before you leave town with Roger Espinoza and get to the bottom of PK gate. We can try. I'll see what I, I can mean. Do. That sounds, that sounds fun. I mean, how <laughs> much is he going to be honest with us? Is he going to be honest? I swear to God, he better be honest. I think he'd be honest with it. I think I think we'd be able to tell if he was lying to because I think yeah. Rogers the, Rogers a fun guy, so I think he'd he'd smile. And he'd be like, "Of course I knew what I was doing the whole time." And then it's like, oh, "Okay, we, there you we, go, man." Since you're gonna leave me for a podcast uh, by myself, then the least you can do is just do an interview with me to put some content in here, man. We'll see what I can do. That'd be crazy. We'll see what I can do. You don't gotta work. <laughs> I know I do. How do you <laughs> think? Di- know. You know, that's you know Disney constantly. You're independently wealthy. That's not true. <laughs> if it is, I don't know it. Yeah, I, never, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Sporting KC holds on after eight minutes of stoppage time, and it went to almost a full hundred minutes. They went long past the 98-minute mark. Yeah, we were and, yelling to blow the whistle. Yeah. It was, a, it was a long time. but And the ball even went out at like the 99-minute mark, and he let Nashville continue to throw it in from like deep in their end of the stadium. And I'm like, what are you doing? I swear to God, if they score now, because you gave them one more possession than necessary, and Roger, he took that ball to the corner and then accidentally kicked it out himself when we probably could have wasted another minute or two there. I was like, oh, God, I swear, if we somehow blow this. But we didn't. Two to one. Hold on. It was going to get blown for sure. (laughs) It's uh, the first loss, as we mentioned, that Nashville had at their home stadium. It's the ninth time, according to Mike Kuhn at Down the Byline, that Sporting KC have handed a team their first loss in their home stadium. Uh, they did it with uh, San Jose way back when. They did it with Houston, uh, Toronto, RSL, Seattle, 
um, Houston twice, excuse me, Houston at BBVA Compass, which is now PNC, and uh, Robertson way back when. And then they also did it with NYCFC and LAFC. So, pretty cool. This is I did not realize they did it to NYCFC. That might not have been mm-hmm. publicized as much back then. 2015, I think, is when it happened at Yankee Stadium. Wow. So, pretty cool. But ultimately, uh, three points. Sporting KC move up in the standings a little bit uh, heading into the game. They were down uh, at the very bottom of the Western Conference with just 13 points. And then after this game, they move up to 12th. 12 points. They're still tied for last in the conference on points per game. But if you look at strictly points, they're four points off a playoff spot. So the season's not over by any means. It definitely is not. That's a huge three points. That's all that matters to Peter, you know, and, and you want, you know, you said it last week. You're like, well, if Peter ripped the, you know, referees after the game or whatever, during a win, Mm-hmm. then it would still be looked it'd be frowned upon or whatever and it's like he still kind of did he still he said still hey i don't did. think it was a penalty I, he goes yeah. i don't think he did a bad job but that wasn't a penalty exactly so i just dude it feels great to be in 12 and not 14 <laughs> that's the title of the episode it feels <laughs> great to be in 12 <laughs> it feels great to be in 12 <laughs> because freaking 14 it was so sad like i'm staring go look at your standings everyone go to the mls app or google mls standings and look at look at San Jose. Do you do you like San Jose? Like right, you feel sorry for them, right? You see them and you're like, oh man, what a sucky place to be. Can't yeah. imagine ever being down there. Well, we were, and now we're not, and it's a wonderful thing. It's true. So, man, um, look at that. How'd Seattle jump back up there so fast? Well, and we got a huge game Saturday against Seattle. We're on the road against That's Seattle Saturday afternoon. One. That is, you take three points from them. Oh, oh man. Shit. Suddenly, the season has flipped on its head, and you are right back in the middle of it if you can take three points from Seattle. That's insane. But we, I mean, we just beat sixth place Nashville, man. It's, it's nothing is impossible. And we have won at Seattle. Mm-hmm. We have body slammed players mm-hmm. at Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Tim Melia is kind of a, a WWE superstar. <laughs> <laughs> they hate, so this is what they hate him. The last three times Sporting KC and Seattle have played, the away team has won. Yeah. And do fans still talk about Tim Melia online? Oh, they hate this him. This is going to be a bad game for him. They're not even playing Kansas City. And they anytime they see Kansas City, they're like, well, serves you right for trying to rock bottom Christian Roldan. I think that there were tweets about that uh, this weekend when we won. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, is there any kind of wrestling moves? It's like, like whoa. Again. Are you hoping pro rescinds some stuff or what? Remember when I talked about act like you've been there before? Seattle's yeah. the best team in the league, like over they the last ten years. You're gonna hold everyone, on to one petty moment. Well, everyone has a handful of people that care about Twitter too much, and those people are also the same people that are like, "I don't even care about Twitter." And it's like, yes, you do. You absolutely <laughs> love it, and you can't stand it. You know, you have to be behind a keyboard. But like, oh, one thing I will say about Nashville again, uh, just popped in my head. Peter Vermees was like, "Okay, so if that." It's not a penalty. That whole thing gets wiped. It's rescinded. Is Rogers yellow rescinded as well? Since it happened after the call, like clearly that play that shouldn't, shouldn't have, have ever happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. It should just be wiped. Right. But I don't think it will be. I think it, it still, won't be because it's still say he did the actions that yeah. he did. It's like, if he told the referee to go fuck himself, it's like, no, you still said that. Right. <laughs> you still right. did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get it, but yeah, no, the, the, the yellow still stands. But um, it was a fun game. The team was having a great time. It's nice to see the personality of the team come out after a win. Uh, Daniel Shallow was having too good of a time. <laughs> Chris, they were knocking boots, man. They had yeah, well, the boots on. And Daniel Shallow had nothing else on, just about. He's nothing Graham Zussi sitting there trying to do his press conference. He starts Is laughing. This what you get? Is this what you get in the locker room? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> You, that's why you got to come. You got to experience it. Oh, that sounds fun. Phrasing. But, you know, Graham Zussi turned his computer around, and you just see Daniel Shallowy in his underwear and cowboy boots just doing a little dance. Just doing a little jig, dude. Yeah. Somehow they went out and they bought boots, like Fantas, Johnny, Daniel, and uh, uh, one other person. Damn, that's escaping Was me. it Zussi? No, because there, there was a picture of four of them. They, like, posted it. Right. Um on their socials but 
it was just uh it is fun to see that come out right it is fun to see to see them excited to be yeah doing it was this again it was johnny oh, okay. zussi fontas and uh, daniel shally <laughs> yeah so oh freaking <laughs> so freaking you know zussi's trying to talk to the media <laughs> in like the nicest way possible and you just see him you hear a noise you hear and he looks up and he just about loses it dude it, it was almost like a like an SNL sketch where they're right. trying to like keep their keep their cool, you know. Yeah. Well, and then he finally stops laughing from Naked Daniel dancing, and then Johnny Russell comes in and is like, "Graham Zosi for president," in his Scottish Did he say accent. That? Yeah, and just yells that, <laughs> and just it's ridiculous. And then so on good. Daniel's Instagram story after, whoops, I got my speakers on. I was watching this after <laughs> Daniel and Johnny are in there. Uh, dancing in their cowboy boots in the locker room again. And it's just like having a grand old time. <laughs> so it's fun. It's good to see them having a good time. And I hope that they continue Absolutely. to have a good time. It's fun because when they have a good time, we have a good time. We really do. They very well might have a good time because on Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m., U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals, Union Omaha comes to town. And I don't want to say that Dude. Union Omaha should be taken lightly because they're they're a good side and they beat minnesota to get here and they deserve to be here but nope. sporting kc have a very good opportunity to move on to the semifinals we have all the momentum in the world right now you went and took three points from that nashville team we're mm-hmm. gonna be firing on all cylinders dude we're gonna put out a what presumably first choice lineup with i would think so john, john pulse camp is already confirmed he's the <laughs> he's the u.s we'll Open cup goalkeeper i mean that would make uh, sense because they probably want melia healthy and, and rested for seattle and yeah, and ready to take all the booze. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, but yeah, dude, like this is gonna be awesome. My mm-hmm. my seats. I've I'm in the west. I'm in the west stand for this game. Okay. Because uh, they're bringing a ton of freaking fans, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to be next to them. So it's gonna be it's gonna be wild, man. It's gonna be a good game. I think Sporting KC are gonna come out ahead in this game. I think this is gonna be a good game. I think this will be a competitive game. Yeah. I do not think Sporting KC will take Omaha lightly. Uh, I shouldn't. Think, I think you got to attack early because they're going to be here to play. Omaha will come in very motivated, uh, but but yeah, I think getting an early goal on this is very important. I think probably building a multi-goal lead is important. I don't think Omaha get out of here with no goals on their end. So uh, I'm excited. I think Sporting KC will will probably win, um, but I mean this is the first ever meeting between the two clubs. It's the first time Sporting KC have faced a lower division American club in a competitive match since they traveled to face Minnesota United in June of 2016 when they were still an NASL team. Um, And this is the first time a lower division American club has come to Children's Mercy Park since St. Louis FC came to Kansas City on June 16th, 2015. And I think that was only a 1-0 victory, if I remember correctly. That was a close game, too. Yeah. So... Omaha have gone through Chicago Fire and Minnesota United to get here. So this is uh this is a big game. It is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. So but I do think sporting will get the win. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then they travel to Seattle. It's a quick turnaround. It's a late game Wednesday and then an afternoon game Saturday. That one's gonna be more tough. It's gonna be a real yeah. tough game. Could be. So Seattle haven't been where they want to be, but um, their talent wise maybe the best team in the league uh if we even come out of there with a draw i'm gonna be happy just don't let seattle get the full three yeah i really wanted that that three points in nashville because of the you know storylines behind it and everything and really trying to get you know get over our little hump we've had going on but when it comes to seattle it's like well a draw sounds nice (laughs) right so uh, let's see here. Um, before we get to a couple of questions and, and then log off, I did want to mention too, I forgot to say that apparently I missed this in the, the mid game interview. I don't know exactly when he said it, but Nate Bucati said that Peter Vermees told him a third signing may be on the way for SKC in the near future. So there's Tommy and Agata, which are the sort of the winger midfielder and the striker who were already reported by Taylor Twelman, whatever it was last week. And now there's a third that might be coming too. And then one of our listeners, he replied to me, uh, FanXY is his name on Twitter, please be a six, please be a six, please be a six. And I have to say, that's my hope too. If we get a new striker, a new winger slash midfielder, attacking midfielder, and then a six to come in in the midseason transfer window, 
That's some solid reinforcements. Sounds pretty good. So, for those of you who are calling for Peter Vermees' job earlier in the season before we even got a chance to get to a transfer window and try to turn it around, like, this is why people are saying just well, chill out. Hold okay? on. Those people are telling us to chill out. Okay. They're like, relax. You won once in Nashville. What are we doing in Seattle? You know? Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll just have to see. There's that... a lot of time left. So, oh, wow, man. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Matthew Lundy, one of our listeners, he asked about that. Um, yeah, I would like that signing to be a number six for sure, hands down. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Blue Yank for Life, says, Can we suggest that upon retirement there be a Graham Zutzi Galazzo of the Year Award? <laughs> Once a year we get just a jewel, and I savor it for the next 365 days. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Zutzi every once in a while just pulls one of these out of his, you know what. So, Man, that'd be cool if... Uh... If we, if, you know, if we were, if we were big enough, if we, you know, were cared for enough, if we could do some kind of like no other pot awards or something and like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, pull some money together and like present yeah. players with, uh, you know, certain things that our fans voted on or something It'll like that, fun. you know, maybe we'll try to yeah, I don't know. I don't know what something like that costs. Like, what, what are we even talking about? Like, Graham Zussi gets a, a bag of Sour Patch Kids or something. And, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I'm not thinking too expensive over here. All right, let's relax. We Patrick, don't monetize this shit. We need to have you give this bag of Sour Patch Kids to Graham Zussi. This handwritten <laughs> note. Yeah. Says you've won no other pod hair of the year. <laughs> I know you can't read the note, but uh, Dan wrote it, so I do apologize. <laughs> Please ignore that it's written in crayon. <laughs> what, is that is that a hot sauce stain on the note? What is it? Uh, we'll see what we can do. That'd be fun. What is this, Cholula? <laughs> and then lastly, uh, our, our guy Daniel Gooden, he goes, I bought tickets for Father's Day to sit in the landing. I assume he means the Bud Light landing and oh, probably cool. for this Wednesday. And he goes, any thoughts about what's there or what is good to order? Now, uh, I think it's just kind of like, booze hot dogs and peanuts and popcorn uh, yeah i think it's standard stadium fare um hot dog popcorn chicken strips maybe anheuser-busch beer bud light and all that stuff i've never actually sat there now when we were volunteering for the victory project way back when as part of the sporting victors program i worked there for a couple of games and yeah it was pretty I, standard yeah. chips I candy bars, hot dogs so yeah snuck in there one time good times probably not a lot of vegan stuff there <laughs> no back back in the day when i was just getting into it by the way i was i oh, yeah. just we were standing there doing the national anthem and when it was over we just walked in to but no Andy. one stopped you uh no no one stopped us and it was you know this is years ago bro i'm talking 2014 yeah statute of limitations you know? statute of limitations <laughs> it's over you can't prosecute me all right stop this i when you own up to it you can't be prosecuted but they uh, that's the law that's, that's what it says that's not that's not true <laughs> but it is neat. pleading guilty if you're a drinker obviously very cool because yeah. they'll they'll keep them coming as long as you're a coherent individual yeah uh maybe the food's gotten better i mean i'm i'm literally talking what five years ago that i know what yeah. was there but it's all you can eat they're not going to give you like fresh right. nachos or whatnot like it's going to be what you go when you ballpark fair that's just like the basic stuff but no doubt you don't get there you don't get an all you can eat seat for quality you're going for quantity yeah so throw down a couple dogs have a couple bud lights you know call it a day yeah a couple six packs not a big deal couple six packs <laughs> <laughs> maybe they have topo chico there now who knows i dude if they need to get some topo chico Oh, you because can drink Topo dude. Chico. I would. I have to hold myself back when I get a twelve pack of Topo Chico. I could drink the whole thing in two days, but I'm like, I gotta savor this. It's like my yeah. treat at night. That's what I get for myself. It. It's gotta be like your Friday night kind of thing. Make it a deal. You get in your finest pair of underpants, your slippers. <laughs> you know, that's what. It, no, literally. Get I on do. Facetime with me. We clinky. We cl and <laughs> clinky. <laughs> it's all good, man. I, it's my nighttime treat. So I'm like, I'm not drinking beer. I'm trying to be healthy right now. I'm going to go get a Topo Chico. And Brittany's like, how is, like, this isn't, it's just water. What are you? I'm like, don't, it's more than just water. Buddy, remember when so I told good. you I was trying to eat healthy? Vacation ruined everything. Yeah, well, Topo Chico is healthy because it's just water with sparkles. 
That's true. And there's no there's no flavors. <laughs> right. Where's it's the flavor? Natural, it's just natural mineral water from the minerals. I thought it was lemony, and I was like, am I making that up? There is there are some flavored versions, but I like the original. I had original. There was not yeah. I looked at the ingredients, there's no flavors in it. No. It's just original. But it tasted lemony. Maybe I'm just a sourpuss. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> you just have natural lemon flavor. Yeah. So they have this shit at like Costco or Sam's Club it's or something. So, good. so it's good. Yeah. So Anywho, I think that's uh, that's about it for today. You got anything else for our it? good listeners? Oh God, what can I think? Of? What do I got? What do I got? <laughs> no, nah, man, I don't. I just there, there's just with leaving Nashville, you you never truly appreciate what you have until you see someone else. And mm-hmm. to know Sporting's parking situation, mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. I know everyone hates the big bottleneck and getting on the highway and there's four lanes. Like who's going? Who's going 35? Who's going to I 70? You know. 435 or whatever yeah uh but coming out of nashville i was like this is such a clusterfuck like where there's parking lots all over the place and we have one lot right uh kansas speedway lot you know right yeah just perfect it's exciting and so you know appreciate what we have people skc's got a good thing going on you do well said so thank you all so much for listening and we're glad to be back with another victory pod especially a victory pod after a road game let's uh we'll, we'll be ho- we'll hope to be back here next week after uh, the u.s open cup game and uh, the seattle game but until then make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jcmac03 shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com uh make sure you leave us that five star rating and review on apple Podcasts or spotify and uh check out the merch store bitly.com slash no other pod but until next time he's dan I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. 12th place, baby. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.